This is a WKYT podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. It's a Facebook Live Friday afternoon. I'm Brian Milam, Dave Baker, and we are the Vest guys. We're Come on, let's go. Day. So uh, a it's lot a, of it's a Vesty kind of day, right? Well, you know, a little weather, damp, a little you windy. Know, after the rain, it's nice outside, sun shining for a little bit. Thank you, Chris. And um, so, yeah, you got to dress down a little bit. Right. It's, it's been a busy day. Let's just get straight to it because we have a lot of work mm -hmm. to do. Lee K. Howard is in Lubbock, Texas. Yes. Alex is on his way back from visiting the Big Apple, mm -hmm. and that meant that. Uh, I went over to Cal today for the UK presser. And as mm -hmm. soon as we leave, the big news hits. Khalil Whitney is transferring out of Kentucky. Uh, second year in a row, the Cats have had a transfer. Quite Green leaving last year. Mm -hmm. This year it's Khalil. A, a good start, decent start at the season. But over the last uh, eight, nine games, the minutes have gone down. The production's gone down. And Whitney is now leaving. I think it's about three points a game, about 1.7 rebounds per game. Of course, he was a five-star recruit. Right. And, you know, the, the reports you, you see in the game that it just wasn't clicking the way everybody had hoped. Uh, you get reports from people that you trust in practice that it wasn't any better and maybe not quite as good in practice as it had shown in the games. And so it's not a surprise. And Cal has always been a guy that has said that uh, he would help guys no matter what. And he's proven to do that. And uh, I, I just think it was... It was probably a good move uh, for Khalil, and uh, he'll have a chance to go. And, you know, sometimes it works. And so, you know, we saw what happened with Charles Matthews. Right. He certainly made the most of it, right? Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, Quade is still trying to figure it out. You know, he goes ahead and transfers, and then you come up, and he's getting ready to play this semester and find out he's academically ineligible. So, uh, you know, Cal and everybody will give him the most support they can and hope to get him in the best spot they can. What does this do to a team which has a limited bench? <laughs> yeah. E.J. Montgomery, when he's been in, he's starting to get a little bit here mm -hmm. and there. Uh, Therese Maxey, as Cal has said, even though he's a starter, kind of comes and goes. Sure. Keon Brooks has had his moments. Um, Nate Sestina started out pretty hot and now has tailed off a mm -hmm. little bit. And Cal has gone with, uh, over the years, he's always said, you know, I like that kind of that Iron Man 7, maybe an 8-guy rotation. But now you lose a, a, a heck of an athlete. In terms of scholarship players, though, that's all you got is eight. Right. I mean, you're not going to go any deeper than that. That's right. And so that's what you got to do. And, I mean, you know, you, obviously those guys will get more time. It makes it more difficult. If somebody's not doing what you want them to do, to use the bench as a motivator. Uh, if, you, uh, if you get a tight whistle or a whistle that you don't agree with, it might be one of your players instead of you that's out and not able. So it'll be... It's certainly going to be a factor down the stretch. And it's really interesting. This is this is going to force Kentucky, uh, you know, you can't play tentative. But if UK gets in foul trouble, you know, now what do you do? You, God forbid Cal says, oh, we're not going to play that zone because he sees what happens when he does. But right. just for the rotation's sake, um, you're down a guy. Johnny Juzang is going to have to play some extended minutes. And, 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 and he's like he was... hard-nosed minutes now, yes. mind you. Yes. But... Um, it does take another body out of the mix, and I just wonder how that's going to affect UK maybe a, three weeks from now. Not right now, but maybe as we get down the stretch a little bit. Listen, it could affect them as early as tomorrow. It you, could. you know, you get, in that, you get in that atmosphere there and everything. And so now if you're Cal, depending on who that person is, you know, do you roll the dice and move away from your long-stated rule if, if a guy's got two in the first half, he's coming out? You may not have that luxury now. Sure. And, and so I think it's, 
I think it's going to be a factor. I think it's going to be a big factor going down the stretch. Is it something they can't overcome? No, but but I'm, it's going to be a factor now. So Whitney, uh, no idea where he's going to go. A, uh, a lengthy Twitter message earlier today right. wanting to thank everybody at Kentucky for allowing him this opportunity, the Chicago uh, native. So now where do you go? Who knows? We'll, we will wait and see. Been a lot of talk about Illinois, who, who recruited him Closer hard. Closer to home. And, and I've, I've seen some of that on Twitter today. But, but sorry to interject, B. But the other thing good. is that you don't know is you look at P.J. Washington last year. What happens if you get that big surprise injury? Sure. And then you're down to seven. Because we have seen Yikes. already uh, a major scare when a lot of people thought Ashton Hagen yes. could have had an Achilles. Right. That was big. And if you go back to the early part of the season, Kentucky had somebody on the on the shelf for a game or because of a sprained ankle. Sestina missed those two weeks, yeah, right? Yeah, he, he had the broken thumb. and mm -hmm. So you never know what the uh, – what the situation is going to be. We've got your uh, questions, some of your comments, a lot of people on Facebook wishing Khalil the best of luck uh, sure. moving forward, and, and why not? I mean, uh, not a troublemaker, seemed to be a great kid. Good kid. We got to Just... talk to him. But what was weird today, at the press conference, I was there, and he walks through, and people said, hey, how are you doing? He's, you know, what's going on? It's just kind of odd to see someone 45 minutes later right. dropping the big Well, box. they'd obviously talked about it. And here's the thing. The release does not address this. The, the second semester has already started, so it doesn't look like he's going to leave school, you know, right away. He, he may use this semester to work on his game, work on himself physically, get himself in. Uh, uh, he's in good academic stead, but to shore that up even more. And then that would give him some time. You know, if I'm a kid that's transferring right now, but unless I just want to go back home or something, I'm looking at seeing who's going to have needs. I mean, the way this transfer portal is and everything, who people can now contact him, okay? And so maybe he uses this semester to figure that out and then makes his decision at the end of the year or at the end of the semester. We well, appreciate you guys for uh, for watching. We've got Mandy Harmon McKeon. Just saw her name pop up. Great player, Sheldon Clark High School, number 22. That's full 606. <laughs> By goodness. <laughs> but uh, thank you, Mandy, for watching, and Cody, and Candace, and Lisa, Terry, people in between. We welcome your questions and comments uh, for the next several minutes. Mm -hmm. Now, let's talk about the Cats and the Red Raiders. Usually in the Big 12 SEC uh, showdown, it's been... Kentucky and Kansas. Hallelujah, we don't see that this year. We see Texas Especially Tech, after this week. Especially, especially after, after this, this week. Man. Uh, we'll Although, <laughs> with the guys that got gone, right? I mean. Well, yeah. Maybe it's going to benefit Tennessee, right? Take a crack at it. Right? Okay, sorry. But, but with Texas Tech, a team that if Bobby Knight doesn't coach them, they don't appear on the radar, you know, what, 20 years ago, 15 years ago. Right. And then Chris Beard takes over after Pat Knight and – and a After Tubby of, Smith and Tubby and you know Billy G, I wasn't gonna go there, but I'll let yeah, you. Yeah, you are. I would, um, but oh, they are number. back on the rotation now, and, and they are in the national spotlight, going to the national championship sure. game, coming within an eyelash of the national title, going to Lubbock, right? Of all places. Okay, so here you go. So they have won 54 straight at home against non-conference opponents. Someone's been uh, reading the game notes. Uh, no, no, no. I, I have not seen the game notes yet, but I have been doing my research. Uh, they, they're, they've already got people camped out. That does not include Lee K. Howard, but students are already camped out. And I don't know whether you saw this at the end of the day or not yesterday, but Chris Beard, the coach, has put, he and one of the players put a video out on social media. They are having a catered tailgate for students, which includes adult beverages 
That's for, right. For the students who are of legal age, and I heard Cal get asked about that today, and he said, "What on campus? Yeah, you've, had a, you've had a you've had green outs and blue outs, hat nights, blackouts, t-shirt. Night, now you've got beer night. Only in this case, it's beer morning because they're going to be tailgating early. And, and I think the tailgate opens at like 10 or 11 yeah, a.m. or right. something like that. They'll be lathered but, up, ready to go for tip-off. But but I mean seriously, I mean it's a it's a huge huge game. Uh, for that program, and it, it's uh, it's a marquee matchup. Mm -hmm. Kentucky, I think, obviously saw that really old school Arkansas uh, sort of atmosphere last week, uh, but I I don't think it's going to be anything like they see in Lubbock. Yeah, we'll find out tomorrow when uh, the Red Raiders and the Wildcats go mm -hmm. at it. Um, I just lost my train of thought for a second. Sorry. Oh, defense for the Red Raiders. They play a style of defense. It shut very, down very Louisville. Different. Shut down Louisville when they were number one right, in the country. Right. They got to the Final Four. Uh, this is a team that it's almost like facing Syracuse's uh, zone defense. You don't see it very often, no. like running the option in football. You, t you have a short turnaround sure. to prepare for something you may never see. Again. Same thing with their with their offense as well. Bob Huggins called their defense gang guarding. Uh, and, and some other, uh, Mike Boynton, a coach at Oklahoma State who used to be with Darren Horn down at USC, he said it was going to be interesting to see how Kentucky handled the switching because the way they described it was that, that the five starters uh, for Texas Tech are very similar. And he said they've got the ability at all five spots to keep a dribbler in front of them. Yeah. So when Cal, you know, likes to run that pick and pop stuff and they count on the switch and you get Nick Richards open on that cut down the lane, well, what they're saying is, is they switch everything so nobody should be open like that. And then on offense, they really, really turn it over, force you to play defense for a long time. I've seen it described as old-school Princeton offense. And then, like you said, they are just young, though, because they beat Louisville that night up in New York City. And then Wednesday night with Kentucky coming to town, maybe they're looking yeah. around the corner a little, <laughs> a little bit, bit, and they get whacked by TCU on the road. So go figure. It's uh, College basketball is wide open this year. Anybody can mm -hmm. go to the Final Four. Anybody can do anything. And I know that goes without saying in every year. It's a wide open field. Take the records, throw them out the window, all those cliches. Yes. But this year, it is literally a crapshoot as to who's going to do what. Not a lot of margin for error. Thoughts, thoughts about Kansas. Kansas State, that brawl. D'Souza gets 12 games, uh, one game shy of the rest of the regular season. That, and you listen to Dickie V and a lot of the national pundits say, it, he should never put on a suit, uh, jersey again. He's going to be gone. He's out of here. Thoughts? R remember, he was a guy that was suspended for the season by the NCA, oh, and they went to bat and appealed to him. And, and listen, you've heard me talk before. Jeff Long, the Kansas AD, mm -hmm. is an old friend. Right. Knew him when he first started out in athletics administration at EKU, and then, of course, when, uh, when he went to Arkansas. And, and my Twitter timeline has been blown up this week because of some of my comments, and I've heard from many of my friends out in Kansas. But, I mean, you look at what's happened over the last year and a half. If you remember not last year, 19, I guess it was 18, Billy Payne. Was it Billy? It's not Billy Payne. It's all uh, uh, oh, doggone it. I'll think of his name in a second. The kid from Kansas had the very expensive sports car, wrecked it the oh, day my. before the Kentucky <laughs> game, right? You're right. And ended, up never, and ended up never playing a game at Kansas. So then you turn around and they get named in the FBI sting. They still are not clear of that from an NCA standpoint. Then you had Snoop Dogg show up for late night at the fog with the stripper poles and the strippers to go along with them. And then you have this. And yeah. it's like, man, this is Fog Allen Fieldhouse. This is where Adolph Rupp learned That's the right. game. And, and, and I, I don't mean to sound like one of those guys, but what do you think the national narrative would be 
if Kentucky was involved in a fight like that. St Stephen A. Smith would still be on blood pressure medication. Uh, uh, right? I mean, it, it would be... It would be and, and I just haven't heard that much. And I, You know, I, I mean, the only constant there has been Bill Self, right? right. And, and the funny thing is, Brian, and you've been, you know, you've played enough athletics and covered enough. Everybody you talk to, coaches, players, ex-players, officials, they say that Bill Self is one of the really good guys to be around, that he's just a great guy. But, but I mean, how much longer do you go with it? I don't know. A couple of football notes. Can I give you a couple <laughs> of quick football notes? Hey, we've got a couple of quick football notes sponsored by Mingy Beef Jerky. You've got to try this stuff. You've got to. I, I, a little birdie has told me that somebody may have made a run at Vince Merrow. And while it's not official yet, he may have gotten another bump in pay. Really? Now, don't have that officially yet, but since we're on Facebook, we can talk about Many it. Right? More, I like right? That. Because it must be true if it's on Facebook. Uh, you may not have seen it. Ed Orgeron, after his uh, national championship well, they had win, had a mass exodus over there, didn't they? They, they did with the players, but yeah. not Ed. He had a mass exodus to the bank. <laughs> Six-year, forty-plus million-dollar extension. That's all. And then let's talk about assistants, okay? Kevin Steele is the defensive coordinator at Auburn. And he's been to, he's coached for Nick Saban. He's been at Clemson. I mean, he's one of the most sought after guys there is. And he was already making like a million and a half or mm -hmm. something. He got a raise to stay at Auburn as the defensive coordinator to two and a half million dollars a year. That's an assistant coach, dude. How much you make a year? Come on. <laughs> I'm just here because of you. People yeah, like you that a boy. and Amber. Mm -hmm. I'm here despite, a pe despite people like Chris. My man, hey, ho, ho. my man John Dowdy is watching. Another number 22. John Dowdy? Yeah. Oh, forward. not John Dowd. I was thinking no. the Dowd report. Yeah. Well, John. sorry, Doge. <laughs> it's not me. It's the medication. <laughs> um, one thing I do want to mention, yes. and this is not about the UK, but this week is the All-A yep. Boys and Girls State Tournament in Richmond, a tournament uh, near and dear to my heart. I was over there earlier this week. We'll be there uh, either today, tomorrow, Sunday, whenever. Throughout the weekend. But there is a, a dark cloud hanging over it this week because Stan Steidel, what a who good created what a good this dude. in the early 80s, uh, passed away several months ago. And, mm -hmm. and I, when I was there, you, you always look for that big guy at the yes. end of press row, and he's not there. Big and, guy with uh, a big smile. Oh, who loved, who loved student athletes more than maybe mm -hmm. any administrator, coach, uh, booster, you name it, that I have ever met in my life. And, and there are some longtime um, athletics uh, observers, people in athletics, media people, uh, there are a number of them who will tell you that in their opinion, that because of what Stan did with the All-A Classic, that it preserved the Sweet 16. That's true. Because, true. because once the small schools felt like they had a championship to compete from, uh, compete for, even though some of those small schools have won the Sweet 16, Certainly. it kept this groundswell from going to a class system like so many people have, and have kept in, it, it, it's gotten them their own great tournament and kept intact to me the greatest high school championship event in the country. In yeah, the Sweet just, 16. just ask Indiana what they think of the class right, system right, right, after, exactly. 20 years after the fact. But uh, didn't want to end on a down note, no, no, but no. It, it is worth mentioning that Stan Steidel never, I don't think he ever said no. When it came to people, as long as it dealt with the uh, enhancement of the student athlete, that tournament, which is also branched off into every other sport imaginable. Oh yeah, they've got championships um, over the last all, decade yeah. plus. I, I mean, they've also had academic competitions, oh, art competitions, 
the, the coalition of folks he put together from around the state. And, and, and you know what? Some people ask you for things, mm -hmm. and you know they're going to ask. And you're just like, ugh. Stan could make an ask, and he was just so dang sincere about it that you felt bad that he had to ask you to help. That you that you didn't come up with it on your own. Good and, people. And and there were lots of folks that that put sweat equity into it. Yeah. Lots of folks that put money and sponsorship into it over the years. And uh, I I miss him. You're right. It's 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 a great tournament. It's a wonderful legacy. But it just it's just different. It is different. I hope they name that state championship trophy out after Stan the Memorial. Yep, Stan that'd Stein be a great Memorial way to do it. Trophy. Yep. That's going to do it for Facebook Live. Appreciate you watching. We've had people from across the Commonwealth and places in between. Even some old uh, high school classmates of mine are watching. Man, what's going on with that? Really? Now you feel old. Are they having a snow day or what? Uh, no. In the office on the... Yeah, it's, on, it's that office. It's that two-hour lunch break. Right, up there yeah. on the... He, take, he does those Over the in time. the state? Yeah, sometimes. But we've had people from Louisville, Hazard, uh, Pikeville. The 606! By goodness. That's right. Come on! <laughs> How about Hazard with that last second shot in the all-A? Jarrett Napier pops a big Come three. Come on! You'll be talking about it 30 years from now. We'll be talking on Facebook Live in 30 years about it, too. That's going to do it for today. For Dave Baker, I'm Brian Milam. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week.